This episode of the Policing Matters podcast is sponsored by LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Learn more about how the accurate virtual crime center can help you solve more crime and find non-obvious connections at risk.lexisnexis.com backslash A-V-C-C. Hello and welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Are you feeling fit? Are you healthy? Are you as fit and healthy as you want to be and need to be? Well, today, Sergeant Mark Hildebrand of the LAPD and founder and owner of First Responder Fitness will join us and tell us what we need to be doing. Welcome to the show, Sergeant Mark Hildebrand. Hello, sir. Well, I've listened to a couple of your uh, five-minute podcasts. They're really inspiring and informational, good stuff. Uh, Mark is a current law enforcement officer from the Los Angeles Police Department who struggled through a 100-pound weight loss journey and losing touch with his family life while working a crazy career. After successfully getting into the best shape of his life at 43 years old, he now shows other law enforcement officers how to generate the time and energy so they can thrive in their career, get into incredible shape and make real impact with their family without spending all day doing so. And I think that's the key, right? So we're getting uh, inundated from all directions, uh, apps and programs and YouTubes, and everybody's telling us how to get fit. And then you know, they expect us to spend you know four hours of our day like a professional athlete. Let's hear something mm. different, Mark. And, and well, first off, Jim, thank you very much for, um, for bringing me in here to this podcast. And that's really, um, a lot of what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be coming from a different angle today. Um, because I tried the, the stuff that everybody gets told, right. When it comes to the follow this diet and do this exercise, and you've got to spend this amount of time in the gym. And, uh, that got me nowhere quickly. Um, and so I had to find a different way. And I, I think, um, if there's one thing that everybody can take away from this at the end, I hope it's that. There is a solution out there. It's maybe not one that you've tried before, but it might be something that's entirely different. So you got to be open to trying things that are like outside of your comfort zone. That's great. So tell us a little bit about your background. Wow, 100 pound weight loss, that is transformational. It's got to have big impact. You got to go out and buy a bunch of new clothes for sure. And uh, I'm sure it impacted um, what you did at work as well. Tell us about that journey. It did. It definitely did. Um, I have a mentor who um, always constantly tells me that your outward success is always a reflection of your inner growth. And so when people see that the before and after picture of me losing hundred pounds, um, they tend to think like, oh, you know what? It's great. You have to, um, you know, buy all these new clothes and you're probably feeling better. Um, but the ripple effect that it has in your life, and you kind of brought it up, not only for my police career, but my personal life was like exponential because it kind of proved that I could succeed if I kept looking until I found something that would work for me. And I kind of use that same principle into other areas of my life. So um, just a little bit about me. So I'm a police sergeant from LAPD. I have about 18 years on. Um, early on in my police career, um, I was not making my health a priority. As a matter of fact, I wasn't making um, my family a priority either. And I really lost track. Um, so on the outside, I was 100 pounds more. I didn't have any energy. I had every excuse in the book. I was a negative person. I was hanging around with the wrong people. I was eating at the wrong places. Um, 
But that was like the least of my problems. Um, I also wasn't connecting with my wife the way I wanted to. Um, we had just had our, um, our first uh, you know, kid and he, uh, my name, his name is Andrew. And he um, had to spend 73 days in the NICU um, where, you know, we had to leave him at the hospital uh, and then go home that day, which was a very um, uh, tough situation. And because I wasn't in a place physically or mentally that I needed to be, um, I really feel like I had let him down. And it's because I had allowed the career um, to really pull for me. I was like going to every training possible. I was working massive amounts of overtime. I was working a gang detail where people would call me on my days off and I would just, I would do whatever I could to really help go to court, um, search warrants, all that kind of stuff. And I didn't realize that, um, and, and here's what we'll probably talk about today is that you can get into incredible shape, own your police career in a sustainable way and connect better with your family. Um, if you're open to finding a way to doing all those three things. And so, that's kind of, it started off on my health and fitness. I got my health and fitness under control. And I'm like, hey, I could do this and I'm still rocking my career. What else can I kind of take on? And I realized that my family, my lack of connection, um, my getting home at end of watch and just being so exhausted, I couldn't give any more time for my family. That was something I wanted to work on. And so I laser focused on all three of those things, surrounded myself with the right people who also had those same goals, those same ambitions. And we literally held each other accountable to it. And that's really what, ultimately led to my success of not only losing weight, um, but getting all those other areas under control too. Yeah, well, I'm sure your story will resonate with um, so many of our lit listeners because it's, you know, it's sounding so familiar to me that really tough balance between your friends, your family, work, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're involved in your faith or, or other things, then, you know, you're split in a million directions and you run out of steam by the end of watch. And, you know, depending which watch you work, it, it can really be taxing on you. So what's the first thing? Tell us about um, how, what would your advice be for someone who's saying, wow, I'm, I'm there where you used to be. I, I'm I way too much. I'm totally sapped at the end of my workday. Uh, I have little time for anything else. What, what's, what's the advice for them? Great question. Um, so a lot of what I do with my team um, is we focus a lot on mindset. Uh, and the reason why is because, um, and, and people who are in the police field kind of can kind of get this. So there's both the mindset and the tactics whenever you approach something. So let's say you're going to go on a search warrant. Um, you know, you have the tactics, who's going to be on the stick? What's the location that you're going to be searching for? What, what are you going to be actually trying to find? Are those people known to be, um, you know, carrying weapons and all those kind of things? But you also have to have a mindset, right? You're going into this place where you're like, hey, we need to protect each other, which means I need to take control of my job. I need to be there. I need to show up. I need to lead from the front. I got to show confidence. And those two things will make you successful at serving that search warrant. And it's the same thing with like health and fitness. And so many times we're like, hey, show me the workout that I need to do. Um, how about keto? How about intermittent fasting? And we like fail to miss the parts over here that is like really related to like mindset, uh, motivation, those kind of things. Um, and so the reason why I wanted to say that is because usually I start people off way before um, in terms of like their thought process in terms of what they define success for them. Meaning, so if you're getting started in a fitness or nutrition routine, like there's a reason why, right? And you've got to be able to, before you figure out what you're going to do, you got to figure out what success would look like for you. Um, and I know you're, you're probably going to bring this up later, Jim. And that's like, Hey, like, how about somebody like me or somebody like, this is the first step. It is like, what does success look like to me? And the reason why this is such an important step is because when you start doing all those things, right, when you start doing all those tactics and things like that, you've got to have something to measure if you're heading in the right direction. 
Um, because what we ever start off on is never the, the way that we imagined it's going to end up. Like it's never going to end up that way. And so if you have an idea of like what success would look like to you, I mean, does that lose mean losing a few pounds? Does that mean having more energy? Does that, then you can look into, okay, what's going to help me get me to that location. So it always starts off with me is asking my people like, Hey, what does success look like for you? Not what does, you know, somebody at work think success looks like, or what does Instagram or the Facebook pictures look like or anything like that? It has to be based off of your success. So when you get there, you know, they say like, you want to climb a roof and you put the ladder on and you get to the top and you realize you climbed the wrong ladder, right? You climbed the wrong roof. You're at the wrong. And, and that happens so many times with our health and fitness, right? We have like these expectations that we're kind of like basically taking somebody else's goals and making them our own. And so really sitting down and realizing, okay, like, what does that look like to me? And then I also ask myself, like, in that process of getting through to that, if I were to succeed with that, who else would I impact because I made those decisions? And just thinking about that in terms of your mind, like my family is going to be impacted. I'm going to be impacted. I'm going to have more energy. Like the people that I come across in the community, they're going to have the officers that I'm surrounding myself with at work. They're going to be impacted by it because a lot of times as police officers, and this is first responders everywhere is like, we will often show up for other people more than we'll show up for ourselves. Mm. And so how we do that is we work that into our plan. So identifying what it is that our specific goals are, what success looks like to us. Um, and then also, um, you know, just taking the time to, to, to rework that and to figure out like who else is going to benefit from it when you put in that time and energy to get there, you know? Um, and, and those two things would probably be, which most people would, if they're fitness trainers or nutrition trainers, they wouldn't be focusing on. That's, that's what I focus on because I know that that will, that the rest of the stuff will work itself out. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So you're saying the goal is, is what you should have in mind at, at the onset. And it doesn't matter whether you choose a kettlebell or a gym or a Peloton or whatever they're throwing at us these days uh, mm-hmm. to, to get fit, then that's sort of secondary. Exactly. So you have this specific goal. And when you head off, like, let's say you get a Peloton, right? And then you're like, hey, this is the goal that I have after like one or two months. Am I heading in that direction? If I'm not, Mm. well, then I can try something else. Let me grab a kettlebell as opposed to putting all of your energy and effort into that thing. Because Mm. usually, like I said, it's usually not that first thing that you're doing is not going to help you achieve the goal that you want to achieve. And you're going to have to step up as you go through this process. But if you always have that, what does success look like to me? You can determine if it's working or not. Um, I, I found so many people who are, um, I mean, it's crazy to kind of think about this, but they get started on their health and fitness and their, their supposed goal, um, is to like lose a certain amount of weight. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to them after like uh, one or two months, they're like, Hey, this isn't working. And I start to ask them like, okay, what has this done for you? And they're like, well, I now feel more connected to my family because at the end of watch, I have more energy. I can spend more time on them. My kids are seeing me work out. So they come into the gym when I'm working out, I'm eating healthier. So my kids are like asking me questions about it. They're trying healthier foods. I'm like, well, are you really having success or not? Because, you know, you said that, you know, you wanted to lose 10 pounds and you lost five, but how about all these other things over here? And they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize it, that that's really what I'm like holding as successful. So, so many people don't realize that they're actually successful because they're like not taking the time to slow down to to even realize what they want. Yeah. The mindset is really important. I hear what you're saying. So in, in all that, so say, say, you know, in a minute or two, we'll get into, well, what, what does that look like? But um, you're talking about things that affect uh, your family and your life. And so when we get to sleep, it sounds like um, we've had a couple experts 
on sleep, Dr. Stephen James <clears throat> from Washington uh, was on the program talking about how sleep is so important. You, do you agree about the sleep aspect? 1000%. Yeah. I mean, it, it, sleep, uh, I've done so much um, deep dive into sleep, not only from experts like that, but from different books and, and different resources. Like actually, um, I was listening to a podcast most recently about this as well. And just the power of what happens to our bodies when we sleep, like the recovery and the detoxification of the, the buildup and stuff in our system. And when we don't have that, it's, it's like only logical that we're not going to be able to get the results that we truly want to. So um, that's, that is a lot of times when I start talking to people and figuring out like, Hey, I'm doing these, these exercises, I'm eating this food. Like I'm not seeing any results. Uh, and I haven't just, I'm not just talking about on the scale, but like um, when it comes to, you know, actually measuring their muscles or taking photos um, and you realize like, well, how many hours of sleep you're getting? And they're getting like three or four hours of sleep. Like that's not where you sacrifice when you're like, Hey, I gotta, I've got to exercise. I've got to spend time with my family. I've got to do this. Like the place that you do not want to pull from is sleep, but that's usually the first place we pull from, right. Is like, Oh, let me pull from this. Cause this is something I can sleep later when I'm dead. You know, we, we have that. And I remember constantly going through that and, um, let me tell you, that didn't work out for me um, at all. <laughs> no, totally. And I've heard that expression, I'll sleep when I'm dead from cops, especially so many times. And <clears throat> excuse me, personally, um, I think when I was um, my last few years on the job, I might have been sleeping six hours a night. We would have our Thursday 3 p.m. staff meeting with the chief and and all the command people, and I would just be nodding off. So about 2.30, another deputy chief and I went across the street, grabbed a huge cup of coffee, and just pounded it to get us through the rest of the day. And that is, I know, I knew at the time that wasn't healthy. And so I keep hearing from experts like yourself, sleep is so important, um, and hydration is right there as well. So uh, I'm sure you'd agree. I, I 100% agree. And what's, uh, what's like, what I've come to realize is that there's going to be some times when you are going to have to take a little bit, um, away from your sleep. Like there's going to be days like that where, um, that's just going to be the norm. But if that is the norm, like all the time, um, which it was starting to become for me, you have to realize that you can control a part of that. Um, maybe you can't control the fact that there's meetings or that you have all of these other people who are tugging you in different directions, but there is some responsibility that you can take. I mean, so far as I've had people who just like me um, make a decision to like go into investigations, even though I love working the street. I mean, I spent a majority of my career on the street, but I'm like, you know what? My health, my family, my sleep, my fitness, all of these things are like far more important than having fun and stuff on the street. So what I can do is I can make an impact here, teach the other guys how to do it. Um, and just really like take control of my sleep patterns and sleep like a regular human being. And so I did that. And it was funny is like, I look back now and I go, why didn't I do that any sooner? Because I'm just such a more ha happier and, and just more fun person to be around, um, more positive. Like I help people so much more than I ever could when I was just in the zombie state. Just like you said, like you have to go and, uh, uh, you know, drink coffee or drink those power drinks and things like that. Like you're actually hurting yourself every single time you're doing that. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't end up great on the other side of that. So, um, yeah. 
So I, I'm just glad that I, I experienced that. I've even had people who've left departments and gone to other departments because they've had that where they've gotten forced overtime, 12 hour shifts, like six mm. or seven days a week. And you're like, okay, like if this is short term and you decide that that's okay with you, that's cool. But if this is long term, that's what your life is going to kind of look like. And you're not going to get to the end of your life and be on your deathbed and go, man, I wish I worked more overtime or I wish I made one more arrest or wrote that extra ticket. You're going to be like, man, the connection with my family or how I felt or how I could have extended this, that would have been on your mind. And it's much better to, to like think about that now than later right yeah and and we're our our own best proponents right but i mm-hmm. wish we could play your interview to every police sergeant every police lieutenant and captain to understand the impact it has on their people oh for sure well right now i'm gonna pause briefly to acknowledge our sponsors and we'll be right back Accurate Virtual Crime Center helps accelerate your investigations by finding connections between public records and nationwide law enforcement data with just one search. With cutting edge analytics and data linking, law enforcement personnel can get a comprehensive view of people's identities. Evidence-based policing allows them to better target investigations, generate leads and solve crimes. Using nationwide crime data, they can also detect patterns, predict upcoming events, and deploy resources efficiently. Accurate Virtual Crime Center helps police agencies be more effective in protecting and serving their communities. To learn more about Accurate Virtual Crime Center, visit risk.lexisnexus.com backslash AVCC. And we're back and I'm speaking with Sergeant Mark Hildebrand, police officer, police sergeant with the LAPD and health and fitness expert. Mark, great advice so far, but given the choice, and and I think sometimes people see it's one or the other, given the choice between eating or exercise, and I know what works for me, but if, if someone only had the chance to prioritize one or the other, which is more important, which should be given the priority? Um, great question. Great question. I'm going to say the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the reason why, um, it's all about mindset. Okay. Um, the way that we approach things, if we have an, or situation, Mm. um, we've got to always realize it's never an, or situation. It's always an, and situation. How might I do both? Um, and here's what I mean. So first off, eating healthy and exercise, like everybody, like you said, you got to find what works for you, Mm -hmm. but those two things can mean way different things for different people. I mean, you could get into like, when it comes to eating, like people who are like preparing for maybe some kind of like ultra marathon and they get really laser focused in with their eating. Or you could be the kind of person where like, hey, I'm just getting started. So I'm gonna make sure that I drink more water. I mean, that that is like two ends of the spectrum, but it's still you're focusing on nutrition. And it's mm-hmm. the same with exercise. You can like gruel it for hours and hours and hours at the, at the CrossFit gym, or you can go outside for 30 minutes and walk with your kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so like there, there's, there's the, the, the way that we talk, the words that we use literally handcuff us to living a mediocre life. Like when we start talking about like, oh, we could do this or that, that was me. Hey, I could either own my police career or connect better with my family. Mm-hmm. I like held tight to that forever. So um, I, I know that we talked at the beginning that I, I have a different approach than most. So I'm going to say both. I'm going to say, focus on what you can control under both because they both have very positive things. I mean, when you talk about nutrition, the food that you eat, not only does it fuel you, but it literally becomes you. Mm. And so when you look at the food in front of you today and you're like, okay, this is becoming me. Do I like that this is becoming a part of me? 
or not. And then you think about like new, uh, like exercise that will help not only your heart, but your muscles, your, your bones, your, like just your strength, all that kind of stuff. Right. We don't want to pick one or the other, but even if you just go out for a walk, even if you get more steps in, or mm-hmm. if you go to the gym or you do whatever it is that's your thing, like you said, Jim, finding your thing, you're making progress in both. So I would mm-hmm. never say pick one. Um, I would say do the best you can. I know there have been times in my life where I've either been injured or I had, uh, you know, some kind of illness where I couldn't. And so I doubled down in the other one, but mm-hmm. I still thought of ways of getting creative of how might I do that anyway. You know, you break a bone or something like that. You're not going to be able to lift weights, but that doesn't mean you lay in bed. You don't do anything. Right. Even mm-hmm. if you're, you are in bed, like you could still do other things. It's, it's, it's about being creative. And when you use an or situation, you can never be creative because you're only now handcuffing yourself to one of them. But if you say, and how might I do both? It just opens your, your mind to like all the different things that you could do. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. So <laughs> What's the biggest hazard or threat to our health these days? I mean, we are bombarded with social media. I know a lot of cops who might like to have a a beer or or a glass of something at the end of watch to sort of ease down, throttle down a little bit, or maybe we sit in front of TV and decompress, um, grab and takeout now in COVID, right? I mean, it's so easy to get takeout. Which, Which is the biggest harm? Um, let me, <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. I'm, all I'm gonna of them. You're going to say all of them. <laughs> I, no, 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 I'm not. I'm going to say your mindset and the people that you hang out with. Okay. The, your mindset and the people that you hang out with. And here's the reason why, um, all of those things we are all dealing with. There's not one of us who is not dealing with that. However, there is a group of people that I work with that are losing weight, that are getting better, having better connections with their family, excelling in their career, being amazing members of community right now, like when we need it the most. Um, And they're going through all of these things too. And so when we, we, I know for me, like whenever I try to focus on a circumstance, that's something that I can't necessarily control, but what I can control, like everybody's already heard, like is my response to it. But more importantly than that too, is like the people that you surround yourself literally lift you up. I mean, I think it was Jim Rohn who said you're the average of the five people you, you, you spend the most time with, right? And it's the same with like expectations. Your expectations are the average of the five people's expectations that you're hanging out with. And when you're hanging out with people who are negative, people who aren't focusing on the family, people who are just about overtime or making money. And I'm not saying money's not important, but it's not the thing that you're going to be worrying about at the end of your life. But when you're hanging out with those people, you're literally going to be pulled down to them. And you're just going to start thinking acting and doing, having the same thoughts and everything is them. So when you make sure that you are like surrounding yourself with the right people, whether that's a mastermind, while whether that's an awesome podcast like this, whether that's like reading an amazing book, because I can, I've had mentors that I'm never going to meet ever in my life, but every morning I'll read 10 pages from it and it will impact the trajectory of my entire day because I will be thinking about the positive things that I started the day off with, uh, because I have to tell my mind where to go. So, I mean, I, I don't want people who listen to this interview to think that I have it figured out because I don't. I mean, every day I fight the same thing. I I'm having struggles with COVID. I'm having like all of these things are kind of my kids are my kids are in the other room. I'm I'm thankful that they haven't you know beaten my door down because they're doing homeschooling and my son is like fighting with 
every, every muscle in his body. And it's like, I'm dealing with the same things. I overreact. Sometimes I eat food that I shouldn't eat. I skip workouts, all those kind of things. But I know that I'm more on point when I surround myself with people who are higher level, who have the same core values as me. And I tell my mindset where to go in the morning. I don't just wake up and just say, okay, email, take me where you want me to go. Or, Hey, Facebook, take me where you want me to go. I'm like, no, I'm going to first fill my brain with something that's going to direct that attention in the right way. And then everything else is going to happen. And then I'm, I, I may have a good or bad day. I'm just like everybody else. My life is 50, 50. I mean, everybody's, everybody's life is like that. Um, but it's a matter of like me taking control in the beginning of the day, literally will make sure that I, I head in that right direction every day. That's great. Those are great words of advice. And I know you and I talked a little bit uh, about those relationships and it really struck a chord with me and it made me think, um, you know, in the days since you and I talked and uh, I think everybody probably has a frenemy or two, right? Someone who's your friend, but um, a friend of mine recently said, you know, we would go car to car and we would start out talking about something funny and then it would always degrade into misery. And how do I get away from that? Right. And, it made me think about the the relationships that I have with friends who call up and say, hey, let's go do this, let's go do that. And then you go there and you come back feeling awful. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think those are, that's great advice. Uh, you know, the, the people that you surround yourself with. And I don't know, maybe that's a great goal to have in 2021 to, you know, for, for us to think about the people who really, you know, negatively impact our lives in a way that we don't realize it on, on the surface. But then mm -hmm. if we think about it, we think. I, I, I think you are spot on. Um, being aware, Jim, is like what you need to, like in the first step of change is becoming aware that those people let you feel like that. As well as like realizing when you have those connections, when you like come across that person on Facebook or you see a video or you read a book and that person just afterwards, they leave you in a better place. Um, you, it's called doubling down. You double down in whatever that person is because they're speaking your language. And let me tell you, the people who bring you down, they're not bad people. They're, they're, they're doing the same thing that we are. They're human being. We're, we're all going to have that, but it's just, everybody's a little different. So some people, I mean, they love my message. They love my energy. They're like, yes, I want to do everything I possibly can with you. And there's some people who are repelled by it. And that doesn't make me a, you know, a bad person. So it doesn't make your partner a bad person either. But of course, you want to do what you can to limit the amount of negativity. There's going to be something we're going to experience anyway. That's a part of life, right? We're not going to eliminate it completely, but we can double down and find that the people who do inspire us, who motivate us, who get us excited, and then just start hanging out with them. And what's funny is sometimes you can drag those other friends along with you because they're going to start seeing you in a different light. And sometimes that actually pushes people away because sometimes- yeah you know, the, the negative does not get attracted to the positive. Sometimes it's like the opposite. Right. And, and I mean, that could be something just in and of itself that can help you. But once again, you just got to control what you can control. And sometimes you can't control who you're sitting next to in the car um, or the response that people have, but all you can really control is, is yourself and, and just doing what you can. Right. But I think there has to be some caution there. Tell me if I'm, I'm right on this one, but there has to be some caution that you don't surround yourself with sycophants or, that you're in an echo chamber where you only hear what you want to hear. Um, yeah. You know, it's like going to a, a website, a news website or a, a news station where all you're hearing is the far right or the far left. And there's got to be some danger in that. 
Jim, um, I don't know. I feel like we're soulmates. Like I'm, I'm actually putting together a webinar for this exact same topic. And the reason why um, I coined myself as a push coach is because you do need those people. You need those people to tell you when you're like, um, first off, they're telling you this because they're coming from a place of like, they want to see you succeed. And they're, it's from a place of love. They're not doing this to degrade you because those are different people whatsoever. You know, I have haters like that and they're all over social media and that's just the way it is. Um, but you've also got to surround yourself with people who are, they, they have the same, like not only the same goals and core values, but they're willing to push you and to show you like, Hey, remember you said that this was important. I just want to remind you that these are the actions that you took yesterday. Were those in alignment with what you thought was really important? Mm. And it's kind of hard to find those people, right? And a lot of times they're not family, right? Like um, my wife is the most supportive person I know in the history, but I also know that she's she's won't be the kind of person who's going to say, hey, this is what you said you were going to do. And this is what you did because she's like, and it's kind of like your mom. She's like, no matter what, you're the greatest, right? You are like the greatest <laughs> son ever. And it's like, hey, I appreciate that. But I really want some honesty because I always want to become better. Not mm. because I'm broken, but because I always know that I could learn more. I could become better um, and I can pass that on to other people. So you are 100% right. Um, not only do we have to make sure that we don't just surround ourselves with people who are like negative, but also we don't want to surround ourselves with people who say, oh yeah, everything that you're doing is fine because that gets us to be in our comfort zone and we don't grow when we're in our comfort zone. Mm, good advice. Yeah, I feel the same way. Okay, so not every, you're just shifting gears and wrapping up and I know sometimes I'm not that motivated. <laughs> And not everybody's looking for the beach body. I mean, uh, we're on audio, but you and I are, can see each other. You look like you're in awesome shape, terrific shape. I know you didn't roll out of bed and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm good. But what is the average Joe or the average Jim in my case? What do we do? What's, what's, I guess everybody's different. So we got to find something that works for us. But any, any general advice for people that are just not that, uh, interested in grabbing, you know, a couple of hundred pounds and swinging it around for fun. Right. <laughs> Great question. And then I'm going to, um, I'm going to echo a question back to you. And that question would be, um, what is something that you know you should be doing, but you're not? So I'm going to keep it super simple. So a lot of times we have the answers inside of us and it's mm -hmm. not necessarily that you need somebody from the outside. Cause like you said, we got to all always find like what's going to work for us. So whenever I, I talk to people um, and they don't want to like, let's say, take that step and join my team yet, I ask them, okay, well, let's just get working on this. What is one thing that you know you should be doing, but you're not? Mm. For some people, it's like drinking more water. For some people, it's getting outside and moving more. For some people, it's like, I need to slow down and spend more time, you know, actually unplugged with my family because there's a difference between just being in the room with them and watching TV versus connecting with them. Huge yeah. difference. And mm -hmm. this takes two hours and you really don't connect. This takes five or 10 minutes and you're like really feel. And so just, it's like, what do you know you should be doing, but you're not doing it right now? Like that's where normally something will pop into your mind. And that's generally where you start. And you don't have to start by like, you know, preparing for a triathlon. It could literally be just like one or two steps that you're going to be taking, but take them every day. And that's kind of, kind of build up into, you know, the way that you want it to be. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to answer that with a question right back at you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make a list for you of what I should be doing that I'm not. <laughs> pick one, pick one. <laughs> It always starts off with one. Yeah, I mean, hydrating uh, for me is is a good one. But um, also, I, I know, uh, you know, when I need to get up and get away from the computer. So mm -hmm. 
uh, I also teach at a university. And right now I've got 130 final papers uh, on the computer that I'm grading. And they're, you know, they range from six pages to 20 pages. So that's no fun. So I have to literally remind myself to get up and get out, come back, take another run at it. You can't do it all at once. Right. For sure. So, hey, it has been so great, Mark, talking with you and uh, learning this sage advice. And I know other people could benefit from uh, hearing more from you. So I know your uh, website is firstresponderfitness.us, all one word, firstresponderfitness.us. Uh, where else can our listeners find you? Yeah, Jim, thank you very much for that. And, and by the way, great uh, interview. You ask amazing questions. Um, so people can find me um, on Facebook. I am First Responder Fitness with Mark. On uh, Instagram, I'm LEO Family Fitness. So LEO for Law Enforcement Officer Family Fitness. I have tons of like free stuff out there. Um, I have a mastermind team. I have so many different ways to connect with me. Um, I even have my own podcast, like you said, where um, it's called First Responder Fitness with Mark, where I take very, very short clips of inspiration and motivation and get people pumped up. Um, but anything that I could do to serve not only you, but your community, I'm, I'm here for, Jim. Well, thanks so much. And thanks for what you do uh, with the LAPD. And Thanks for trying to help uh, improve the rest of us out there. Um, really, uh, it's, it's a noble thing that you're doing. And to our listeners, uh, thanks for listening. What do you think? Are you looking to start a program? Have you checked out First Responder Fitness? Uh, are you ready to get fit? Uh, let us know. And you can write us at policingmatters at policeone.com. That's policingmatters at policeone.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be well, stay safe. Thanks for your service, Mark. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. And I'm Jim Dudley. Have a great day. <laughs>